gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and with Chris, and I said this last week, we've had so many great guests on the Paracast in recent months. Not a clunker in the bunch, and it's not being an egomaniac. And I realize some people think if you get into this kind of profession, you've got to be an egomaniac to believe that people want to listen to you on the radio. And that might be true. But still, I think we're doing good shows, not because of me, because of Chris, because of all the guests that he and I have lined up. So it's just one after another. Like last week, Chris Aubeck, who worked with Jacques Vallée on that book, Wonders in the Sky. He's a level-headed gentleman, has his feet on the ground, doesn't espouse wild and wacky and woolly theories, and is trying to basically figure out what's going on. And I think that's always been a serious problem in UFO research. We kind of like to assume that somebody has the answers, that maybe the government has the answers. And if the government has the answers, we don't have to worry about having the answers because we can persuade them to tell us. And they tell us we don't have to do any work. We just sit back and get ourselves spoon-fed. But they seem to forget that in this day and age, who believes the government about anything? Do we believe the government about the non-existent or existent political scandal of the day? Do we believe them about Ebola? About the possibility of people becoming sick because of that virus? Do we believe them? I don't know. I know there's a poll out that actually said that most people, even Republicans, do believe the government's going to do something. Because I guess they have no choice because anyone can be affected, even one of them. So they have to protect themselves. Well, when it comes to the government and control issues, uh, I think that's pretty much it. As long as they're in control, they're happy. What always bothers me, and this is slightly political, is that we have people who say the government has too much power. And then in certain areas, they want the government to have power. You know, and not just military, but in other areas. Well, well when the government's powerless, that's when things really start to unravel and get weird. What's weird is in the case of the Ebola issue, where people who would ordinarily never say the government should do anything, if the government is dysfunctional, they ask, why can't the government do more? Well, well, it's going to get a lot more interesting before it gets any more dull. Well, let's just hope that that interesting is not one that causes people to get sick. Yeah. Yes, let's hope. I have uh, a friend that's headed towards uh, Ethiopia here next month, and I'm not sure if I'd want to be going to Africa right now, but it could all be just overblown, too. Uh, You know, media has a way of ratcheting up the paranoia and fear. So, you know, if it is airborne and aerosolized somehow, uh, that is definitely a problem. Well, with Ebola, the issue is here, supposedly, you cannot catch it unless the person who has it actually has symptoms. Right. So if he doesn't have symptoms or she doesn't have symptoms, nothing to worry about. I guess the moral of the story is stay away from any, anyone that's bleeding from the eyes and ears and mouth and other orifices. Well, not that serious. They could have a fever. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's interesting here. They reported a case of Ebola in Spain. My son lives in Madrid. As does Chris Aubeck, as a matter of fact. And I told my son, who was a teacher, maybe I didn't say this seriously, maybe he should get a hazmat suit. 
You know, can we wear one of those things? You know, when he goes to class, he's wearing the hazmat suit. And, and then this way he can't be infected. That's a great way to elicit confidence in your students. <laughs> Listen, I don't worry about you at all, but why are you wearing that wacky suit? Well, because, you know, I'm obsessive compulsive or something. I don't know. Well, I think uh, if you talk about the government and you mention the word control and attaining and maintaining control, I think today's guest is going to uh, have some pretty interesting thoughts on this particular topic, especially when it comes to the UFO situation in question and incursions over missile silos and uh, sensitive military installations. Uh, That would be enough to give any government official a headache, even though they claim that there's nothing to it, uh, nothing to see here, folks move along. I think Robert Salas has a little bit more to say on this subject than the government would probably be comfortable with. And I'm looking forward to today's show. Now, this is an interesting book here. It's not a big book. It's got about 240 pages. It's big type, small size. It's Robert Salas has a book called Unidentified, The UFO Phenomenon. But it says it all in the subtitle, How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret. Now, what's interesting here is, in the past, you know, we'll go to the federal government in the U.S. and say, they're doing it. He's talking about world governments. Now, imagine world governments agreeing on anything, okay? Imagine the U.S., Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran. China. China. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, that's... um, Maybe in a perfect world, (laughs) but... North Korea? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the big question I think I'm going to ask about. Say, okay, we understand the United States and the UK and France and Spain and Germany. Maybe less so Russia, but there are areas in which... We work together as much as we have problems with the Ukraine right now. Obviously, the U.S., Egypt, sure. Iran, not so much. India, yeah. Pakistan, half and half. But you see what I mean. If UFOs are what a lot of people presume they are, extraterrestrial, they don't concern themselves with our petty tribal conflicts or with borders separating one country from another, that to them would not exist. They wouldn't care about it. Maybe they've outgrown such considerations. We go back to the line from John Lennon's song, Imagine. Imagine there were no countries, one of the concepts he conveyed. Also, he has said, imagine no religion, which is one line I think a lot of people may have ignored, especially if they're religious. But the point being here, If there are to E.T. no borders, no tribal conflicts to worry about, no country is immune. So if a secret is to be kept, can you depend on 200 different countries or whatever is in the U.N. nowadays keeping the secret? Would it be held at the U.N. level? But then nobody gets along anyway. So how do you maintain the secret? This is going to be something I'm going to be asking Robert Salas. Also, one question we should all consider here. These incursions of UFOs near nuclear installations, and of course we have the Robert Hastings book, UFOs and Nukes, 
covering that subject. Of course, Robert Salas was involved in the Malmstrom case. The question is here, are we seeing those incursions today? Or is that something that goes back to us the 60s and 70s? What do you think, Chris? Well, I think if they are occurring, I think they're they're highly classified and, you know, they exhaust all efforts to keep any word of this uh, out of, of the public realm. So, you know, I it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I, I really think that uh, some of these overflights uh, in Kashmir, for instance, that we've been seeing on and off over the last few years on the, you know, battle lines of two nuclear powers that have been at war since the 40s course india and pakistan uh, over this particular contested region there's been a number of overflights uh, there so it wouldn't surprise me in the least if these overflights extend into areas where there's missile silos and uh, weapons facilities and that sort of thing so this is something obviously that we're going to have to ask uh, bob when he gets on here also very quickly here do they have such incursions in Iran? Maybe that will give us evidence about the extent of their nuclear weapons program. If such a thing exists, they deny it. They say it's for peaceful purposes. Too much politics here, but you can't keep it away if you're going to talk about whether the governments have guilty knowledge about UFO reality. Robert Salas, the book Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. <laughs> First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. 
And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, Robert Salas is here. His book is Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Robert, thanks for joining us on the show again. It's been several years, I think. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it, Gene? Uh, well, it's great to be back. Uh, I assume you're in good health and <laughs> everything's fine. We're still here. Good. I'm still good. here. Chris, good. I don't know. But Chris, of course, sometimes he becomes invisible. I think that's a disease. that. <laughs> Working it, working it, and working it. Some people think I should be invisible, but we don't want to go to that. So, Robert, I'm going to ask you the obvious question here. We've got a million and one UFO books. Why did you decide to write one? Uh, well, I guess I've, <laughs> I guess like all witnesses, we feel, um, and because I've been at this for 20 years, some 20 years, and I've uh, talked to a lot of people in this field. Uh, in various countries and, of course, in the U.S. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I felt uh, I had something to contribute uh, about the phenomenon. And, um, and, and I think I, I have brought forth uh, some, some new stories or some new uh, incidents that people probably have never heard about. Uh, so, uh, plus my own incident, uh, which uh, most people had never heard about. <laughs> now, when you get involved in putting a book like this together and you're doing all the research, did anything in assembling the pages, writing everything out, anything really surprise you? Something maybe you didn't expect? Oh, you mean when I was writing it? 
Sure. Well, uh, you know, I gave it a lot of thought. Uh, you know, this 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 was, uh, as as you may well know, in writing a book, it's just a, a, a long, difficult process. Uh, and uh, I, I wanted to make sure I, I hit certain points. Uh, you know, the, the extreme secrecy in government, uh, the, the cover-up, which I... Yeah, that actually, if, if, if I'm going to point to something, the, uh, the cover-up of the Malmstrom incidents, I think uh, it surprised me how evident it was from available documentation and, and available statements from some of the parties involved. It, it became very self-evident. Let's cut back in time a little bit, because with a show like this, we're getting so many new listeners all the time. They don't know the game of inside baseball and they may not have heard our 2009 episode with you robert where you were talking about malmstrom tell our listeners briefly about that case and how efforts were made to cover up what really happened okay yeah 1967 uh march 24th i was on duty as a missile launch officer uh at a place called uh, what we called oscar flight it was a just a basically looked like a a farmhouse in the middle of a wheat field but underground we had a launch control center and control of 10 nuclear missiles Uh, these were minuteman one missiles each had a warhead of about 800 kiloton equivalent and uh, on this particular night First, I get a call saying that the uh, guards, we had guards upstairs, about six guards. So we were locked in, by the way, I, and we had no video upstairs. Um, uh, we were locked in for 24 hours. Uh, my commander was Fred Mywald. Uh, I get the first call, and, and uh, I was on alert status. My commander was taking a nap break. And the guards upstairs say they're seeing strange lights in the sky, making strange maneuvers, flying very fast, stopping on a dime, 90 degree turns. Let me just point out here, you're being very matter of fact about it now. Mm-hmm. But it had to really freaked out some people when it happened. Oh, yeah. The, well, this first report, um, I thought was unusual because they don't, you know, they, they don't joke around in these facilities. Uh, this was no joke. They, were, they wanted to report these lights in the sky. And that's all they called the lights in the sky uh, flying around. And they weren't aircraft and uh, they weren't making any noise. Uh, I kind of dismissed that. And then uh, about five minutes later, they call back. And this time they are frightened. They're extremely frightened. The guard is yelling into the phone. Uh, you know, he, he just... <laughs> Uh, out of control he says he's got all the guards up there with their their weapons drawn they're looking at the, this uh, glowing red object hovering above the front gate um, and want me to tell him what to do next so i uh, of course told him not to let anything in the the facility uh, use whatever force necessary and uh, then as we as i hung up uh, i was going to tell my commander about these calls and that's when the missiles started going uh, no go or disabled they were they were unlaunchable while this object was still up, up would there. you define for our listeners who don't know the process no-go means if you wanted to launch them you couldn't exactly yeah they they were unlaunchable uh and the we had a way of querying the system for what the problem was and uh, all we got back was uh, for each missile separately 
uh, guidance and control system failure. It was all the same failure mode. Now, I want to emphasize we didn't lose power. We had electrical power throughout. This was an upset of uh, an inertial guidance system that we had on the missiles. And and so that re required that um, uh, the uh, missiles be brought back up online individually. Uh, and that took about 24 hours. So the, the missiles were not damaged per se. They were, there was no harm done to the missiles or the warheads as far as I know. Um, um, but it did take 24 hours to bring them back up on alert. Now, let's look at the technology here. We're talking about computers in the 1960s. Right. Right. Like your smartphone, your iPhone, your Samsung phone today, is, they're thousands of times more sophisticated than those right. computers. But yes. the question I would have here as a devil's advocate question, and we're running out of time for this segment, so we'll have another one. Okay. Would it have been possible for someone to have hacked your systems, your computer systems, uh, to make well, this happen? Actually, that's one of the things the uh, Boeing investigative team looked at, and whether or not the computers themselves had been tampered with. Uh, now, uh, and, and it, it was a negative report on that. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, I, I got a re a, re a correspondence and a report from the head of the Boeing team that did the investigation for Boeing. And that was one of the things they looked at specifically. So, no, the answer was no. The, the computers were not hacked. Would some kind of external radiation, like electromagnetic radiation, cause something like this to happen? <sighs> okay, I've, I've heard that argument before, too. Um, if uh, some sort of uh, electromagnetic field, such as, let's say, the uh, northern lights, the aurora borealis, um, had shut down our missiles, it, it would have affected many other missiles in the area. See, we had something like um, uh, 15 launch control centers like mine in in Montana. Aha. Let uh, me just uh, ask more about this as we progress. Yeah, Let's pursue sure. this in our next segment. We have sure. to do a break now, Robert. Robert Salas joining Gene and Chris. You're in. The Paracast. From the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at webtv.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-297-0154. That's 800-297-0154. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. That's 800-297-0154. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So if we go back to the Malmstrom incident... And we have Robert Salas. The incident on March 24th, 1967 was my 10th birthday. Oh, fantastic. So this is the birthday <laughs> present you give to the government, Chris? Why'd you do it? Let's uh, I was in Washington State at the time and uh, didn't have the, the magical powers that I have today to uh, affect missile silos uh, far away. So Okay, so let's look at this here. Is there any external radiation or influence of any sort that you know about, Robert, that could have caused this? 
No, no, absolutely not. Then or now, for, the, for that matter. See, what we had was um, the, the capsule was located 60 feet underground. And then each missile had cabling system, which was triply shielded against electromagnetic effects. So what, what this object did was to send a specific signal to each of the 10 missiles and by penetrating the earth and concrete and the, the, the cabling system to each missile separately and upset a very specific piece of the guidance system called the logic coupler. And the reason I know this is because the, the Air Force did send documents to us under the Freedom of Information Act. And one of the documents stated that it was probably the logic coupler that failed from an external source, uh, signal from an external source. But since they would have all had to have failed within seconds of each other, and they were separate, these were not interconnected. Uh, each missile was not interconnected. This was highly, highly improbable. That's that's an Air Force statement in an Air Force document. And to clarify here, you're assuming that because these UFOs were present at the same time, they must have been the cause. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. If you want to say I'm assuming the, the missiles went down while this object was overhead. Uh, yeah, uh, it's kind of hard not to assume that. No, I'm just trying to clarify here. The other <laughs> issue here, I guess we want to explore here is, did it ever occur to you at any time that maybe this was involving some kind of experiment or test on the part of our government as to what might happen if something caused these launch yeah. codes to fail? Yes, that did occur to me. In fact, uh, one of the first things I asked when I, when I was reported back to Maelstrom Air Force Base, uh, the next morning we were relieved, we were ordered back to uh, report to our commander. And the first thing I asked him was, was this some kind of Air Force exercise? And he assured me it was not. And in fact, uh, we were briefed uh, every time we went on alert. For the next two years plus, I, I went on alert about every third day. And we'd go to a briefing room and they'd tell us, uh, you know, any activities that were going on, the, the results of any investigation, et cetera. We never heard a word about this after the after the event and if it had been an air force exercise we would have gotten some feedback all right what did your leaders your supervisors the officers there tell you about talking about this they pledged you all the secrecy absolutely we uh like i said the day after uh, the incident i reported the uh, squadron commander's office, they sh uh, a guy from AFOSI, Air Force Office of Special Investigations, uh, shoved a paper in our nose and said, sign here. <laughs> and basically, we, we signed a document that stated we were never to talk about this to anyone ever, including our spouses, uh, anybody in the Air Force, or, of course, no civilian, uh, nobody. And there were heavy penalties, uh, of course, if we did. Of course, now you're talking about it. Has anyone come right. to you and said, Robert, what do you think you're doing? Uh, no, they haven't. The reason is, um, in 1994, I was out of the Air Force. I was, had uh, resigned in 1971. Ninety-four, I was in Seattle going through a bookstore and I picked up a Timothy Good's book called Above Top Secret. If you turn to page 301 in that book, you'll see a short paragraph 
that talks about uh, missiles going down in Montana in 67 during a UFO sighting. Well, I took that as a, a sign that maybe the Air Force declassified this incident and I'd be free to talk about it. I went uh, to MUFON, got a hold of uh, James Klotz, my investigator and co-author of the first book I wrote called uh, Beta Giant. I asked him to send a FOIA request to the Air Force, but not to say anything about UFOs, simply ask about this unusual incident in Montana in 67. Air Force wrote back and said uh, this was still classified. However, since it's been so long, they were going to declassify the incident. This was the Echo Flight incident, which I, at the time I thought was my incident. Because it, uh, the description followed uh, exactly what I had recalled happened. But as it turns out, it was an incident that occurred about a week earlier than mine. But as soon as I, I got uh, FOIA documents from the Air Force uh, saying this was declassified, I started talking about it. I, I thought I was in the clear because I thought this was my incident. Anyway, I started talking about it, going on TV and radio shows and relating this to UFOs uh, as a UFO incident. And um, it wasn't until oh, about a year or so later when I finally got a hold of my commander, Fred Mywald, that he told me, no, we were not at Echo Flight. We were at Oscar Flight, uh, which was a shock. But by then... I'd already been talking about it, so I decided to just continue. Kind of hard to put that cat back in the bag. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little late to say, uh, you know, stop talking. But uh, And would also look worse for you if they came to you and said, Robert, you can't talk about this. And suddenly people say, look, you've been on TV already. Why aren't yeah. you talking about it? What would you tell them? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't follow that. No, Jeez. the point being that once the cat was out of the bag and the genie left the bottle, yeah. They couldn't come back to you and say, oh, no, you're no, exactly. not supposed to talk about it. Exactly. And, and that's the reason I, I don't think I've been approached, because I have been so visible on this uh, case. Uh, I don't think the Air Force wants to confront me on this, because I've got so much evidence now. I'm, I've got a lot of witnesses uh, and uh, paperwork. Um, uh, so, yeah, I've got audio tape of uh, the Echo Flight. Uh, deputy command, deputy commander who received the phone calls from his maintenance crew saying there were UFOs overhead and the missile shut down within seconds of that phone call. I've got my own commander's uh, verbal statement about this. And again, this is on audio. If people go to my website, uh, spiralgalaxy.org, they can hear this testimony for themselves. I've also got documents on there. Uh, like I said, from the uh, the Boeing engineer who who ran the investigation, um, uh, other documents in there. So I think I've got plenty of evidence that supports what I'm saying. Robert, uh, Chris here. Uh, you know, I've heard over the years a number of people mention that in some of these incursions over our missile silo locations, uh, at least in one or two of these that actual telemetry data was compromised and, and actual targeting uh, data was, was changed in some of these uh, incidences. Did you know anything about that? And is this, is this an accurate, uh, are these accurate statements? Uh, uh, I have heard 
this sort of commentary um, specifically with the 1975 Malmstrom case. Uh, Of course, I was not at Malmstrom in 75, but I have heard that some Air Force types have, have said that the that the uh, missile warhead or the or the I'm sorry the uh, targeting information had been tampered with in in the Rendlesham case uh, the one in 1980 in in the United Kingdom uh, I've also heard that that uh, the the uh, nuclear warheads were tampered with. Let's go more into this in our next segment. Robert Salas, the book is identified, The UFO Phenomenon. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-297-0154. That's 800-297-0154. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. That's 800-297-0154. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the fields is easy. Choose the bouquet you like. Pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code 
P-L-O-W. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. So Robert Salas, in each case, there had been tampering, and we have to assume here, based on what you say, that you believe that tampering was done by some outside force with technology that's far in advance of ours, right? Absolutely, it would have to be. Uh, We had uh, no aircraft uh, that could have done what this this object did at that time, or I don't think even today. Uh, if we had, if this had been an actual experimental aircraft of some sort, uh, it certainly would, would have been known by now. I mean, this was 1967. So how many years is that? 45 years or so. Fast question here. How recent... Are incidents of this sort in UFO history? How recent do we find these nuclear installation incursion? Uh, well, we have reason to believe that um, in 2010, uh, 50 missiles were shut down as a UFO was overhead. Uh, this was at um, Francis E. Warren Air Force Base, which is in the southeast corner of Wyoming and actually into Nebraska. And that incident was reported uh, by many uh, news agencies, the fact that 50 missiles went down. The Air Force claimed it was a computer glitch. However, Robert Hastings, which I'm sure you know, has has been in contact with some airmen uh, at the base, stating that uh, indeed there was a strange flying object overhead when this happened. So that's very possible that that did happen now. As I mentioned before, Robert Hastings wrote the book UFOs and Nukes, and he's been on the Powercast occasionally, has participated in our forums. So he actively researches this. All right. So let's get back to the core of this here. The subtitle of your book, How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret. Mm-hmm. Now, assuming that these nuclear incursions and all these sightings are caused by a force or forces unknown. And we have a situation here on this world where governments don't get along. Even (laughs) the relationship with the United States and Israel isn't perfect, as we know. You, of course, can talk about the problems with Russia, Iran. Mm -hmm. How 
would the world governments conspire to do anything if they can't cooperate on the simplest things? What about North Korea? Right. How's this happen? Well, you're right. On the on, on the surface, uh, heads of governments don't cooperate very well. However, as you may know, uh, during the Cold War, especially. Um, uh, intelligence agencies uh, with the U.S. government and, let's say, the Soviet government did cooperate on, at various times. So the East and West intel agencies exchanged information. You know, they probably exchanged agents that they each captured. Uh, each one uh, wanted information about what what how the other was. Um, let's say, um, planted a mole, let's say, on, in, in their agency. So there was a cooperation in that respect. I think the heads of governments are not made aware of this phenomenon uh, for the most part. Now, I'm just speaking for the U.S. Uh, primarily, but um, uh, there is evidence, or I've, I've been exposed to evidence that states that uh, when it comes to UFOs, we do have militaries, at least, military intelligence groups that are cooperating with each other and exchanging information. And I go into that a little bit of that in my book. Well, tell me how this mechanism works. Is it all on the intelligence level? Because obviously, the various intelligence agencies are busy finding the secrets from the other intelligence agencies. So again, well, trying to understand the mechanism of this kind of cooperation where no other possible cooperation exists, even on an yeah. intelligence level, a military level, any level. Okay, well, let's, let's use the example of, of uh, UFOs uh, interfering with uh, nuclear weapons. We had a similar incident in the Soviet Union in 1982, where a UFO comes over a missile site, a Soviet site, and actually starts the missile on its launch sequence. Its launch sequence. Uh, the UFO is probably responsible for stopping that launch sequence, but the Soviet operators could not stop the missile from launching. It was it was done externally. So, just as in the movie Failsafe, we if the missile did launch, uh, the Soviets would have certainly wanted to uh, contact our president and say that this was an accident uh, out of our control. We do not want to have a nuclear war with you, uh, and vice versa on our end. So, that could be one of the scenarios where. Uh, the intelligence agencies of both countries would want to uh, exchange information about UFOs since we, the experience has been that UFOs have, in fact, uh, interacted with our nuclear missiles. So uh, I can point to that and say that, yeah, that may be one case where they wanted to uh, cooperate and share information about UFO activity. That's rather disturbing that a UFO would actually fake them out and, and start the launch sequence and then turn it off. It's almost, uh, you know, I hate to use the trickster word, but what would be the motivation to do that? I wonder. Well, and, I think, I think the motivation is the same as the motivation in my case. And, and of course I'm speculating here, but I think 
the motivation is simply to point out to us humans that we have got to get rid of these nuclear weapons. Um, they are much too dangerous because they could obviously obliterate human civilization uh, if we had a nuclear war. You just posed a very compelling argument for those responsible for UFOs wanting to make us change our ways. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I think, uh, again, I, I, I go over some, I don't know, at least a dozen other cases um, of incidents where UFOs came over nuclear facilities and did no real harm, did no real damage other than to either shine a, a beam of light over uh, nuclear storage uh, facilities or um, disable weapons or uh, in other cases uh, upset communications in, in the nuclear um, base, uh, that sort of thing, uh, just to show themselves, demonstrate they were around, and in fact that they knew uh, in great detail how our how our nuclear weapons operated. I, I also talk about a um, incident in the restarting of the Echo flight. Uh, we had a, a maintenance guy go out and try to restart the missile, and the UFO came over and. Again, disabled the missile while this maintenance person was going through his checklist. Uh, at a certain point, he uh, the missile went down. He'd go through the checklist again, and the missile went down again at that same point in the checklist. Uh, there, uh, and he did this many, many times over. Uh, I go into that in a little more detail in the book, but uh, it showed him that uh, these objects know exactly how our systems work. In great detail. Wouldn't you think, though, if they have all that power, they'd prevent any kind of nuclear weapons testing? I'm thinking about North Korea, which has set off a few. Um, uh, weapons testing, no. I, well, they haven't. You know, we've been, we did a lot of weapons testing um, in, the, in the 50s and 60s. And, of course, uh, there have been... Uh, more countries obtaining nuclear weapons and, of course, have tested them. They haven't stopped any of that. The question is, would they stop a nuclear war? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea whether they'd actually stop us from a nuclear war. Some kind of experiment we hope we never have to worry about. Right, right. Okay, so if those responsible for UFOs are concerned about nuclear weapons testing, Another question would arise as to why. Are they here for a benevolent purpose? Are they just testing their own systems to see if they can disable our weapon systems, maybe in preparation for a future attack or to check our vulnerability? A lot of questions implicit in that, and let's maybe explore some of that in our next segment. The author is Robert Salas. The book is Unidentified, The UFO Phenomenon. The subtitle, How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Imagine looking in the mirror and to your surprise, you look 10 years younger. 
How would it make you feel? Looking younger can be your reality with our breakthrough anti-aging formula that's clinically proven to visibly and dramatically improve wrinkles, lines, and skin tone. Call 1-844-500-0815. That's 1-844-500-0815. Or visit imaginelookingyounger.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terragonics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terragonics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, Robert Salas joins us. We're talking about UFOs, keeping the secret. So what do you think here? What are the motives of those responsible for UFOs? Let's call them E.T.? If they're playing games with our launch coats and disabling nuclear missiles, at least for a period of time, are they demonstrating their power, giving us a warning, checking our technology to see if we could fight back? What do you think? Well, uh, two things uh, are certain. One is they want us to know they are here. They are in the neighborhood, and uh, they uh, understand our... Uh, that we have a nuclear capability, and and they fully understand that we are capable of destroying ourselves. Now, if if you buy into the idea that they've been around, uh, visiting here for at least hundreds, probably thousands of years, um, then um, we have to. Uh, at least I've concluded that they are not here to invade per se. Uh, this is not about an alien invasion. Uh, they are either here or probably here to observe and possibly help us evolve, a- at least help us not to have nuclear war, which obviously would be uh, devastatingly destructive to the planet and every living thing on it. And I'm sure uh, they would not like to see that. Uh, uh, I don't know how uh, 
ubiquitous life is in the universe, but uh, life everywhere uh, has to be precious, I think. Yeah. We've got such a, a diverse variety of life. Um, at any rate, I, I don't think they'd like to see us destroy it. Robert, I've always looked at these uh, incidents, uh, which pretty much started right around the time, uh, you know, the modern era of UFOs mm-hmm. started right around the time when we first, uh, you know, broke that barrier of allowing ourselves uh, <laughs> the possibility to destroy ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what did Oppenheimer say, you know, I am Shiva, the destroyer of worlds, as he watched the Trinity site explosion mm-hmm. of the first nuclear uh, weapon. I've always looked at this whole scenario of UFOs showing up and showing an interest in nuclear materials and missiles and, and whatnot as being possibly evidence that they have as much to lose uh, by us possibly destroying ourselves and polluting the planet with radiation. So perhaps they're another tenant uh, on the planet that perhaps we are putting them in jeopardy by having this uh, capability. Well, have you ever kind of entertained that thought? Hi, sure. That's uh, that's a possibility. Um, you know, uh, there's evidence that they have been, uh, you know, visiting for thousands of years. They may have made a home here somewhere, <laughs> possibly in the oceans, um, or possibly on uh, bases on the moon or Mars. Who knows? Um, but uh, I think they probably see us as cousins, if nothing else. Uh, maybe, you know, backward cousins, but um, uh, they probably see us as related in some way. Uh, certainly some of the, in the abduction scenarios, uh, um, we are somewhat similar to their, them in appearance. So who, yeah. that, that's a possibility. Certainly, uh, I don't discount that possibility. Well, we have uh, quite a number of questions for you at forum.theparacast.com in our question forum. We have Jeff Davis wondering if you personally believe that UFOs navigate space-time as we define it with respect to you know what we would call space travel. But uh, do you feel that uh, UFO knots basically have the ability to interact with reality itself? That's one question. And the other one is uh, from... The Soda Punk, who's a brand new signee at forum.theparacast.com, and he's wondering about the response of the higher command uh, and and whether there were any out of the ordinary uh, high ranking or technical personnel around the Maelstrom missile fields prior to these events happening. Right. Uh Well, let's see. You, you're talking about the Air Force command structure. Is that Correct. what you're talking about? Correct. Yeah. In the Echo Flight incident, um, certainly uh, when that was reported to Strategic Air Command Headquarters, uh, one of the first things they did was uh, send out a telex to uh, a lot of different facilities stating that this was of grave concern to the uh, Strategic Air Command, um, and they wanted to get answers uh, right away. So, uh, And there was also reports uh, by uh, many people that some high-ranking generals, uh, general officers, did visit Maelstrom Air Force Base uh, right after the Echo Flight incident. So certainly, it went up the chain of command, um, and uh, you know who knows how how high up it went, but at least to SAC headquarters. Uh, the other question had to do with uh, 
are we dealing, are the ETs uh, dealing in the space-time continuum that we know about? Or, um, And that's a good question. Um, uh, there, uh, in my, well, I don't want to get ahead of it, but uh, many, many people who have had close experiences with ET have had some very, very strange uh, experiences which uh, boggle our understanding of, of physics. And many of the pilots who have encountered these uh, while well, they're trying to chase them down uh, have talked about uh, some of these objects being somewhat transparent and actually uh, disappearing right before their eyes and then reappearing almost instantaneously in another location. So there's some very strange aspects of this yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. Almost sounds like some sort of time compression. Right, right. And that's another thing. Uh, um, I've talked to witnesses that say, um, you know, after uh, seeing a UFO, uh, they were traveling on a road, seeing a UFO uh, and they knew how long it would take to their destination, uh, arrived at their destination, you know, way before they should have. In other words, they traveled a lot faster than they could have well, even done in their own automobiles. So, so we're talking here not about missing time, but gained time. Gained, yeah. Of course, regular listeners of the PowerCast will recall that one of the people formerly associated with the show described an incident in which he and a colleague drove home from Boston going to New York City, and the four-hour drive took about two hours. I actually had a case like that where a couple driving back from Pueblo to the San Luis Valley experienced uh, an impossible <laughs> I think they would have had to have averaged 130 miles an hour in order to get home uh, in the amount of time that it actually took. And they were very, very actually disturbed by this because this was back in the 60s when you just didn't travel, you know, that fast. You travel 55, 60 miles an hour and they literally got home twice as fast as they should have. And that was very disturbing to them. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, how does that happen? Uh, good question. So there's a lot we don't understand about uh, how, how this phenomenon works. That's the understatement of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, again, we have uh, a number of questions here for you at forum.theparacast.com. And uh, this one comes from uh, a brand new signee, Namor. And he's wondering, uh, he says Robert Hastings said he is unable to comment on UFO sightings or on, at nuclear facilities in places like China, Iran, and Pakistan due to his limited access to reliable sources. He says, I noticed your book title mentions world governments. And how have you tested the reliability of sources on foreign governments and their connection to UFOs? And have we had any, I'm adding this part of it, or have we had any uh, information on Pakistan, India, um, Iran? any sort of incursions over those areas that um, are of a high strange nature. Obviously there's probably drone flights that we're responsible for over <laughs> some of these areas. I wouldn't be surprised, but have we, do we have any information of, of a high strange nature uh, in addition to the, to the, you know, very disturbing Russian incident. Let's have that answer on our next segment with Robert Salas joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast.
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Adam Miller here with Midas Resources. Today, October 8th, 2014, gold opened at 1218.80. A one ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1263.60, 631.80 a half ounce, or 315.90 for a quarter ounce. That's 1263.60, 631.80, and 315.90. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P 
P-L-O-W. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast, the book is Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon with Robert Salas. Chris just finished asking a rather long question with lots of ramifications. Robert? Well, I can't speak to India, Pakistan, and China, but I can say that I visited uh, and talked to uh, uh, military types in Peru and Argentina. And uh, one of the stories I, I have in my book is about an incident in Iraq during the uh, uh, Iraqi war um, in 2006, where uh, a platoon, an entire platoon of soldiers, U.S. soldiers, uh, observed a large triangular craft uh, south of Baghdad airport. Uh, so these incidents are occurring all over the world. But as as to the cooperation between militaries, um, I was informed by a fellow in Peru who was uh, ex-military and had attended a meeting with uh, high-level brass from both the U.S. and the Peruvian Air Force. And the U.S. was taking the lead in, as far as sharing, not sharing, but asking for information uh, from the Peruvian Air Force about UFO uh, significant UFO events. So I know that sharing is done, at least from that testimony. That's- I was just mentioning that uh, I have spoken to military people, for example, in Peru, uh, who stated that he was in on a meeting with um, uh, high-level uh, officers of the U.S. Air Force and also the Peruvian Air Force, where they there was information exchanged about UFO incidents in Peru, and and the Air Force was, of course, uh, uh, very interested in collecting all the information on 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 those. So there is cooperation, at least within the intelligence communities of um, our militaries, um, in collecting this information. Yeah, and of course that that brings up the very contentious subject of UFO disclosure. And I've always had a been of the opinion that. The reason why we're seeing all sorts of disclosures around the world uh, from various countries and various militaries, uh, perhaps it's to take the heat off the U.S., um, who is probably the at the center of, you know, this yes. amazing amount of data that's being collected. Your illustration, I think, uh, kind of drives that point home. Do you think that the U.S. Will ever disclose uh, the extent of the military's knowledge about UFOs, or do you think this is just a pipe dream? Well, um, <laughs> I think there will be public recognition of the phenomenon. I doubt if we will ever get uh, the full story from uh, you know anyone within the U.S. intelligence community of exactly what they know and how much they know. Eventually, the mass of testimony from uh, witnesses uh, will require a, a response of some sort from from our government. Uh, the other thing is, we've got a lot of other for, uh, foreign governments coming forward, and uh, there's good cooperation going on now. For example, between uh, 
Argentina and UFO groups in the Argentine military. Yeah. The same thing in Peru, the same thing in Brazil. Uh, there was um, a good cooperation for a time in France. Right. So I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> so you, you don't think this is just an effort to deflect attention away from the U.S.? Kind of let's give them a little bit so maybe they'll be happy with that and uh, possibly. Leave, leave the, the big dog alone? <laughs> possibly. I, I, I agree with you. I think the U.S. is in the lead in this cover up and we probably have like I said, more information than any other country because we've been, uh, let's say, uh, bring, uh, you know, accumulating it from other, other sources from other countries, uh, for a longer time. Well, that, that kind of brings up an interesting question from one of our, our uh, top forum posters, uh, who is in Germany and his name is Polterwurst on our site. He says, unlike all the other major countries in Europe, my government in Germany still claims that it's never collected any UFO files. And in Polterworth's opinion, that may be correct, but only because the authorities concerned handed these reports on to some secret agency in the U.S. And he's wondering what you think about that. <laughs> I don't believe it. You know, um, I think Germany has an intelligence as intelligence agencies, just like we do. And I think they they are. Um, now, when I say I'm not talking about the entire agency, but uh, uh, but there are individuals within each of the intelligence agencies in these countries that are cognizant uh, of this phenomenon. Like I say, it's happening all over the world. And uh, of course, there's a lot of evidence that uh, we're talking pre-World War II that uh, Adolf Hitler had um, had an interest in this subject and that, in fact, the German military, the Nazis, uh, were uh, doing some research on, on UFOs because they were, uh, even during World War II, they were observing the Foo Fighters as we were. And so they must have had a, an interest in this. So you don't think there's a possibility that those Foo Fighters were actually some sort of German technology and they were feigning ignorance about it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they were UFOs that uh, nobody could explain at the time. Yeah. However, I, I, I seem to recall there was wasn't there a crash supposedly in the 30s in the Black Forest as well in some sort of retrieval operation? Yeah, I've heard that. I've also heard there was a crash in 1934 in Italy. And that was retrieved, uh, and that in information from that crash was um, was shared with with the German German government. Hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I I did hear a little bit more about that uh, recently. But um, uh, the the guy to talk to is uh, gosh, I can't remember his name now. I'm sorry, uh, but he's uh, he's head of the Italian group uh, studying UFOs. Okay, so if we have captured the wreckage of crash UFOs over the years, maybe a handful, Roswell perhaps, mm -hmm. is there any evidence of any advanced technology that's filtered its way? Or is this stuff still inscrutable to us? Do you have a feeling? I think uh, advanced technology has been, um, let's say, reproduced or, uh, yeah, there's been efforts to uh, commercialize uh, some of the things they, they found um, in these crash saucers. Uh, uh, of course, uh, you're, you're familiar with Philip Corso's book. Right. Um, um, I think they in, in the Roswell crash, for example, they found uh, bundles that uh, 
were were like um, fiber. Uh, what do you call that? Fiber uh, optic. Uh, fiber uh, optic bundles. Cable, so. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, I don't have access to that information, but uh, I, I've got to believe that the one of the efforts or one of the reasons this this whole thing is being kept secret is because this technology is probably being shared with uh, certain people in industry uh, for the purpose of, uh, let's say, developing new products uh, with mm. military applications or, and, of course, for profit. Definitely for profit. And speaking yes. of profit, we've got to do this break <laughs> for profit. Right. I hope. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then 
design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a Nuka approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's Dr. O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. one 888 912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595-1888-912-1595
a strange bluish light coming from our living room. And uh, so I wake up my wife. Uh, she also sees the blue light. And I say, I'm going to get up and investigate because uh, you know, I'm afraid somebody's in the house. So uh, I start to get up off the bed, and all of a sudden I'm paralyzed. I can't move. I absolutely uh, struggle, struggle, struggle really hard. Uh, uh, everything I've got off, and I asked my wife for help and turn there, and she's unconscious. So uh, I was completely paralyzed, couldn't move. Um, next thing I see in the doorway to the bedroom is this uh, hooded figure. Uh, I don't, at this point, don't recall what the face of this figure looked like. I do, I did have the sense that there were others in the room at this time. and. Uh, and then the next thing is I'm floating off the bed and floating towards the the window of our bedroom. And uh, now a funny thing uh, is that I recall thinking they don't know how to open the window. I had locked the window the night before. And uh, because um, these other beings in the room seem to be rather small and childlike um uh i had the thought that they're never going to be able to open this window <laughs> but as it turns out i i went right through the window so i know how crazy this sounds but this is what i've been able to retrieve through um, um hypnotherapy sessions i've had about four of them Okay, now that's going to raise a question, Mark, because some people feel that hypnotherapy, hypnotic regression, that kind of mm -hmm. thing may color what you remember. What did you remember? <coughs> what did you remember before you underwent hypnosis? Well, uh, <laughs> it's hard to go back and try to remember what I remembered at that point before I had hypnosis, but I did remember the blue light. Uh, and I did remember being paralyzed. Uh, the um, the reason I'm convinced this was not a dream uh, are three. I think I had three three major reasons. One is the, the paralysis. I remember uh, struggling, you know, trying to move my limbs uh, with everything I had. I remember that uh, specifically. Um, uh, and then. Uh, uh, let me just continue with this scenario. Uh, the next thing after going through the window was being uh, on a table, apparently on board the ship, and being shown a uh, a long needle-like object. Uh, so um, these ETs uh, actually placed the needle right in front of my eyes. They wanted me to see this needle, and they told me they were going to. Now, told me I'm, I'm talking telepathically because they, I don't remember them speaking, but uh, that they were going to insert this into my groin area and that it would not hurt. Uh, uh, however, when they started to do that, it was extremely painful. And I complained about that, and then the pain went, went away almost immediately. Uh, now, I remember that pain. I have never experienced pain like that. Uh, so that was the second thing that convinced me that this was not a dream. Um, the, so that after that procedure, um, 
there was a kind of a, a physical inspection of me. I was, I was naked, uh, but they, they did. I remember them probing with their fingers along my back. Um, and then I was escorted through a tunnel area, again, still floating, um, escorted by two beings, and then back into my bed. The next day, I didn't remember a thing uh, about this, and neither did my wife. But the, uh, about seven or eight years ago, uh, I was, you know, re after speaking to other experiencers, uh, I asked my wife if she had remembered seeing a blue light at some point uh, in our past, and and she said yes, she saw the blue light. So, and my wife and I have been together for forty five years. I you know I trust her, her you know her statements. She doesn't lie to me, et cetera. Uh, at least not about something like this. Uh, so that convinced me uh, that that's the third thing that convinced me that this was certainly um, a real incident. Now, prior to this episode, had you read much about UFO abductions? Uh, I had. I had read uh, a little bit of uh, John Mack and uh, Bud Hopkins. Of course, I had read about the Barney and Betty Hill case. So, uh, yeah, I had read about these incidents. But, um, uh, like I said, um, you know, I, I, I tried second-guessing myself trying to see if, you know, uh, somehow I was talking myself into this. Uh, but like I said, those those three things have convinced me that this was real. Now, uh, at that point, um, once my wife told me that she remembered the blue light, that's when I, uh, that confirmed to me that, yeah, I saw the blue light, she saw the blue light. Um, uh, that's when I, uh, I had my first therapy session. And, uh, and these other, uh, facts or, or parts of a story I've just told you came out in those sessions. Now, who, who was conducting these sessions? Was, was this someone known in the field that had already been uh, working with people uh, with similar experiences or was this someone that was not familiar with the literature and not familiar with this whole, um, abduction scenario? Uh, no, these were all. People that had been working in the field. Uh, Yvonne Smith was one, uh, David Jacobs, and then uh, the other one was, I um, can't remember her name now, uh, Australian lady. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they had all worked with other experiencers. Let's go into more of this in our next segment, folks. Robert Salas talking about his UFO abduction experience. I'm going to ask him also if there have been any subsequent experiences. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez. And based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganix.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganix. Life's getting better. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com This is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah. 
You see, Robert Salas, where the skeptics are going to say, hey, these people who hypnotized you were already involved in the field. Maybe they Uh manipulated your (laughs) recollection. (laughs) Well, they didn't. They didn't manipulate my recollection. Uh, Hypnosis is basically deep relaxation. And in fact, uh, when I worked with David Jacobs, Dr. David Jacobs, uh, he didn't even put me under hypnosis. It was simply, um, he put me in a, a state of relaxation, and then we just talked through it, and some more information came out. Uh, I consider myself free thinker, independent thinker. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've been an engineer, a math teacher. I don't fantasize. I just don't. At any rate, uh, I'm convinced that, no, this was not due to some suggestion by other people. I I recall the things I just told you. Right. Have you had any subsequent experiences of this sort? Uh, we think so, yes. Yeah, there's indications, uh, especially with my wife, that uh, she has experienced other experiences. Uh, I, we're not going to go into that right now. We're actually think we may have some evidence of that. And we're, we're trying to develop that evidence. And at that time, uh, we'll, we'll disclose more about that. Now, a lot of the people who report abduction experiences will indicate that maybe at least some strange things happened to them in their childhood. So, Robert Salas, mm-hmm. anything weird happen in your childhood? <laughs> well, I can't say for sure. Well, Gene, he grew up in the 50s. That, that was pretty strange enough. <laughs> Speak not of the 50s. I will, tell you, uh, I will tell you a story my mother told over and over okay. to us. And uh, this was when she was 12 years old. So she was a teenager, a preteen, uh, living in Chandler, Arizona. When, one night she was sleeping over with her friends, uh, her cousins. And um, woke up in the middle of the night to see uh, a tall white woman uh, uh, dressed in white, uh, long blonde hair. Nobody knew this woman. Uh, and of course, at that time, and this was 1920, around 1920, um, uh, there were, you know, the population was very sparse. Everybody knew each other in, in that area. Nobody knew her. And uh, my mother screamed, this woman uh, disappears. Uh, the next night, um, my mother wakes up to uh, a, what she described as a midget whispering in her ear, uh, some strange language. Uh, and by the way, the other cousins saw the, uh, both these people. Anyway, my mother screams and this midget runs off. You know, when I went public, I asked my mother if uh, she thought this these might have been extraterrestrial beings, and uh, she said no. Uh, th- this was not something she thought was extraterrestrial, but it, you know, uh, in talking to other abductees, uh, they they do talk about different types of ETs: uh, the tall whites and the and the small, very small midget-like creatures, including. Well, as as you know, uh, there are a number of of cases that feature, um, you know, several generations in a family having experiences. How about right. your kids and your grandkids? Uh, have you heard of any sort of experiences that may they may have experienced? No, uh, I, no, I haven't talked to my kids about anything they might have experienced. I, I don't have any grandchildren yet. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was your son present when this happened, your abduction experience? Yes. Both he and my daughter were, were uh, my daughter was, I think she was about 11 or 12. Uh, my children were in the house uh, during that experience I described, uh, and they were both young. My my daughter was uh, a teenager, and my, my son was about uh, eight or nine years old at the time. But we've never discussed with them uh, whether or not they had um, an experience. Of course, they're both grown now, and um, uh, it's probably something that they're not interested in talking about. No. Did either of them have an interest in UFOs? No. <laughs> well, uh, I can't say that for sure. I, you know, since I've been so public with this, so we, of course, talked about my incidents uh, many times, uh, but um, they don't dwell on the subject now. They just think daddy's crazy. Yeah, something like that. Right? <laughs> don't, don't all kids? Well, Robert, you, you don't sound crazy to me. I mean, you sound uh, actually quite uh, quite sane. Uh, well, thank you. And <laughs> in, in, in rather objective and circumspect about some pretty bizarre uh, experiences that you've had. I mean, being in charge of, you know, a missile facility like that and having an experience like that occur um, is would, would be very disconcerting uh, if I was in your shoes. And, you know, to, to read uh, your book and, uh, of course, Robert Hastings' uh, book, uh, UFOs and Nukes, it's, uh, it's rather troubling uh, how many of these types of experiences have happened. And now to find out that uh, that you've also uh, had some sort of visitation experience or an abduction experience, uh, it's uh, you got to, you know, as being a pretty down to earth guy, you got to kind of scratch your head and wonder why me? Why do you think that uh, you've been put in the position that you have? Is there any any sort of rhyme or reason uh, that you can ascertain? You know, I, I cannot answer that directly, of course. Oh, I could speculate. This is just pure speculation. And that is because I had the incident at Malmstrom. Uh, it's possible that what they they took me to uh, uh, probably possibly give me some sort of uh, uh, direction to speak out about that. Um, remember when I had my incident, I hadn't gone public. Um, and right, this was you said eighty five, correct? Yeah, this was eighty five. About how old were you at the time? Oh, now we're going to talk about age, huh? All right. Well, because uh, the reason why I ask is because uh, normally after about age 35, abduction experiences tend to be fairly few and far between in the, uh, in, in the data logs there. Right? It's mostly uh, younger people, um, you know, below the age of 30, uh, yeah. actually. Well, 1985, I was well into my 40s. Right. Put it that way. That's why I asked, because this is rather unusual for a, a middle-aged person to right. uh, have this type of experience, unless it was part of an ongoing pattern of experiences that uh, you may not be aware of. Uh, have you ever looked into that that's, possibility? That's true. You know, I, I, there may have been other experiences that I'm just not aware of. Uh, like I said, I haven't really tried to go into this uh, 
deeper other than those four um, uh, therapy sessions I had. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, at this point, I'm not sure I, I need to go into it much deeper. I, I'm convinced that I was taken. Now, um, a lot of, and now if we talk in generalities about people that were have been abducted, a lot of them do come back with, let's say, either enhanced abilities of some sort or um, I'm talking psychic abilities maybe or uh, or some sort of um, commitment to a mission and so you know uh, for example in my case um, I'm certainly committed to the abolishment of nuclear weapons I, I try to um, talk about that often we're going to stop for a piece of business, but I wanted to mention a couple of things. And first of all, we know it's hard to make a buck these days. So we're offering a special opportunity for you to work part-time or full-time for the Paracast and the Tech Night Owl Live and our famous tech blog, TechNightOwl.com. You can work at home, earn a guaranteed 20% commission plus bonuses. If you have a background in sales and marketing and radio experience is a plus, you're ready to grow your income, please email your resume and references to sales at theparacast.com, sales at theparacast.com. And one more thing, we have a free gift to give to you. It's a copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley from Chris O'Brien. It's the ebook version, and here's how to get yours. All you have to do is go to theparacast.com. Once again, that's theparacast.com, and... All you have to do there is sign up for our weekly Paracast newsletter. That's the Paracast newsletter. You sign up, you get your copy of our newsletter, and within a few days, we'll send you a link to download Secrets of the Mysterious Valley from Chris O'Brien. How about that? A lot more to come with Robert Salas. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. just an alternative to the mainstream media we're the premier independent talk radio network we are gcn we've been patiently waiting waiting while you tried to ignore us waiting while you acted like we didn't exist waiting for our chance to be taken seriously the wait is over gcn is available 24 7 at gcnlive.com navigate through news from your favorite hosts and download archives of past shows download the app on your smartphone or tablet or visit gcnlive.com for instant access and live streaming gcnlive.com the future of talk radio now at your fingertips we the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. 
Log on for summer specials including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hudia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we've got Robert Salas, author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. And as we're learning here, and maybe you listeners didn't know, he's also an experiencer. Lots more questions there. Well, we have a question from Polterwurst, and he's uh, familiar with Clifford Stone's book, which uh, I believe you wrote the forward to. And he says, quite honestly, uh, he doesn't see Clifford Stone as being very credible. And he thinks that it's actually uh, his work is discrediting serious UFO research. Um, And and he's even asking, uh, you know, wondering out loud if he could be a disinformation agent. What do you you think of Clifford Stone's uh, claims and, and his work? Excuse me, I've known Clifford for some time. Uh, of course, I've talked to him personally many times. Uh, I believe him. I believe he was part of a recovery team. Now, does he have uh, solid evidence to support that? I don't think he does. But uh, I look at it this way. Certainly, and this is the way I look at anything people come to me with, uh, uh, any kind of stories related uh, to this subject. I used to kind of be dismissive of a lot of these things that I heard. But over the years, you know, I've come to the conclusion that um, this phenomenon is so uh, strange and there's so many aspects to it that I don't discount anything I hear uh, out of hand. Uh, The same with Clifford. It makes a lot of sense to me that that there would be recovery teams. There have been recovery teams because a craft, I'm convinced, have been recovered by our, our government and others. And like I said, I've, I've got a, a fairly pr- um, close relationship with Clifford. So, uh, and this is strictly my opinion that um, he is he is credible and is telling the truth. Yeah. I, I've just never been able to get my head around the fact that these things crash with the exalted technology that they are obviously are employing i mean we're talking about uh, many times uh, the level of sophistication of our capabilities in, in terms of aerial maneuvering that sort of thing and for them to crash i, I it just something about that just doesn't <laughs> doesn't make sense why would they come uh-huh. all this way and 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 allows something like uh, you know some people have said radar for instance mm-hmm. uh, brought down the the roswell object uh it, it just i don't know it, i i just have a hard time with that and um 
So you think that these things do routinely crash and that, uh, I don't know about routinely, but, um, of course we've been flying aircraft for how long? Many, many years. And we still have aircraft crashes. We still have incidents. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. We, anything mechanical, of course we know can fail. And we don't know what kind of effective countermeasures our, our military has developed against these craft. We don't know how they operate yeah. and, yeah, good and point. what kind of effective countermeasures. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, actually. Well, how do you separate the wheat from the chafe in, in this field? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I want to believe sort of energy out there. There's a lot of people that really... Uh, suspend their disbelief when it comes to um some of the more outlandish stories that are out there and and, and clifford stone is not one of those uh, i think i think that there is uh you know obviously enough believability there for someone like yourself to to uh to think that he's uh he's you know on the level but how about all the other things that you see on the internet do you think that that some of this stuff is is actually planned disinformation that there's some sort of organization or individuals that are um, muddy in the waters uh, as part of some overall agenda? Or do you think this is just a lot of people that are just spouting off ridiculous things just to hear themselves uh, uh, chuckle over uh, people believing them? Yeah, probably both. Uh, certainly there's a disinformation effort uh, going on uh, that was... Uh, um, shown during the uh, Robertson panel hearing uh, 1953. Uh, this was a CIA-organized uh, hearing uh, where they decided that, yes, indeed, we ought to have a, a disinformation effort going to ridicule this whole subject. And they, that's been pretty effective, I think. Uh, uh, like you say, a lot of people discount a lot of these stories uh, because they sound so outlandish and so simply out of this world um, uh, that they're unbelievable at least to them so if the what I call a UFO cabal the people holding the secrets uh, can keep this uh, issue as as one to be laughed at or not taken seriously at least by the the mainstream media, then they have succeeded in, uh, again, keeping the secrets well, well hidden from the public uh, as a whole. Robert, you know? let me ask you here. If they're keeping the secret, they know that UFOs are real, possibly extraterrestrial. Are they aware of abductions? Are these abductions being done with someone's tacit approval or uh, direct approval? Uh, I couldn't possibly answer that. I have no way of knowing. I've heard the stories about um, military abductions or mill labs, but I have no way of knowing whether our our own people, our own uh, military or intelligence people are in cahoots with the extraterrestrials on abductions. Uh, To me, that's just pure speculation. Yeah. Stephen Greer blames the military for all abductions, uh, if you can believe that. Uh-huh. In, switching gears here a little bit, you know, you brought up a very interesting point uh, in your new book, Unidentified, uh, the UFO Phenomenon. And this has to do with uh, classification and secrecy in, in this country. And uh, in here, you quote some pretty mind-numbing statistics. Uh, 
Um, first of all, there's 2.4 million Defense Department civilian, military, and contracting personnel that are uh, holding security uh, and secrecy clearances at various levels. Mm-hmm. And you also make the uh, statement that in the 2010 report to the president, it is stated that there's, there were 76.8 million classification decisions, which were a 40% increase over the prior year in 2009. Mm-hmm. And that the cost of this security classification activity alone cost the executive branch $10.2 billion in 2010. This is a lot of secrecy <laughs> for a president that uh, espoused this whole idea of increased transparency uh, <laughs> with government. Well, uh, why don't you dive into this one a little bit here? And, and you know, the whole thing about classified information and and who has it and how can we hold uh, all all these things secret by so many people uh, obviously it's compartmentalized but but what are your feelings about this it's one of the worst things about our government i think uh, um uh this is another major issue with me and that's the excessive excessive secrecy in government uh across all just about all agencies uh Every agency has the ability to um, to classify information. Uh, The information I quote in there comes from, uh, uh, I think it's an annual report to the the office uh, executive office on on secrecies. Uh, um, So these are actual statistics that I took right from this uh, government report. Um, What? what it is happening is because of the extreme secrecy um, and the ability of so many people to classify information, um, it, it's hard for the public to make a direct connection with their government, really, uh, because so much is being withheld from them. Uh, we, we don't know what the facts are uh, about uh, many, many subjects including the ufo subject and so how are we going to uh, uh you know have a, a decent democracy and, and interact with our government that's the main issue um uh, the public cannot um act uh, as they should be in a democracy and in, in uh, monitoring their own government uh, with all this secrecy so that's that's the main issue i think We'll talk more about government secrecy with Robert Salas. And Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. 
Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terragonics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terragonics. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Government secrecy is the government have guilty knowledge about the origin of UFOs. Are they in touch with ET? Now, in terms of important issues, obviously, UFOs, if they are what some people, many people think they are, one of the most important stories of the ages. But Robert Salas, what else might the government be withholding from us that's important? Well, uh, uh, I'm, I'm more concerned uh, with the secret group uh, and what, what exactly they know about this phenomenon. Like I said, uh, uh, we're, we're talking about 
uh, the type of propulsion system that these objects use, uh, the, where they draw their energy, um, uh, how are they able to cloak the craft or make them disappear, how, how people and can walk through windows, for example. I mean, there's a, a, a large number of secrets involved in this complex phenomenon. How much does our government know? Uh, how are these secrets being uh, shared with other countries, if, if they are? Uh, what kind of backdoor deals or, you know, backroom deals are going on in, with the exchange of this information? To me, this is, this is a direct threat to our democracy uh, because we've got a secret government within our government. Now, in terms of government secrecy, we've been talking about that with regard to UFOs since the 1950s. We all grew up in the crazy 1950s, and we had Donald Kehoe, who was talking about all this sort of thing. Right. All right. So, at this point, the secret's been held for 60 years or more. It's been kept. The secret's possibly being kept in concert with all or most other governments on Earth. So with that intense effort, how do you break through? Is there a possibility of breaking through? Well, I think uh, one of the ways is to encourage more people to come forward with their stories. Uh, You know, we had the citizens hearing on disclosure, and as a result of my participation in that, I I got two or three more people to come forward with, with their stories and, uh, and, and actually um, talk about them publicly for the first time. Yeah. And that so, was one of the more impressive parts of that entire proceeding, by the way. And I do salute you on, uh, on really right. bringing some gravitas to that thing. Uh, it, it, that was one of my favorite moments during the entire five days when you sat there with those gentlemen. And I think pretty much blew everybody's minds with the information that was relayed. Uh, yeah, so I uh, thank you for that, Chris. Uh, uh, I think uh, more people will come forward in the future, uh, hopefully, and, uh, and and I think the ETs will do their part of, of showing up more often, <laughs> and uh, and possibly you know the the bulk of this or the 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 mass of this of these stories will eventually have an impact. Uh, on, on, the, on the public, so we'll, we'll start, more people will start demanding the truth about this. Right. But 60 years, for heaven's sake, now, when does it right. begin? Yes. <laughs> well, it's and already begun. It does, uh, could we believe the government for, after lying for so many decades? Well, like I said, I, 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 even if the government did admit uh, the, the reality of this phenomenon, we, we wouldn't get the full story. I'm, I'm convinced of that. But uh, uh, I, I, I Call me crazy, but I still have hope that uh, eventually uh, the mass of, of good stories and, and uh, information from the public uh, uh, coming forward with these things uh, will eventually af- affect our governments to, uh, to uh, fess up. A nice landing on the uh, White House lawn or uh, in Red Square. (laughs) Get your help. That would help, yeah. Well, that also raises that question here, too. And that is that UFOs have been here decades, centuries, many centuries. 
Wouldn't you think if they really intended to have themselves known to everybody, they'd have taken that step by now? Well, I think they've already gone through the process of telling the world that they're here. Like I said, we have, I've, I think many of the crop circles are, are real UFO crop circles. Uh, we have abductee experiencers. Uh, we have other, many other incidents, uh, observations. Uh, so they have, have done their best to at least alert the public that they're around. Now, do they want to get much closer with us? Probably not because of our history, you know, how we react when we uh, meet a new civilization. We, you know, we humans try to take advantage as much as we can of others. Uh, that's been our history. And I don't know that they want to involve themselves with us that closely yet. Uh, hopefully, we will evolve to the point where we won't be so warlike and uh, we can be, we can integrate easier with, uh, with let's say the uh, galactic uh, civilizations. So you believe there's a galactic <clears throat> federation of some kind with peace loving planets participating and they're only waiting for us to advance before they say, Hey, come aboard. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd say all that, but I, I do think there are, uh, other ET civilizations out there, probably many different types, and they probably uh, would like to see us evolve more before they try to, um, let's say, uh, land on the White House lawn. Yes, but if ET is so nice and wonderful, why are they abducting so many people? I mean, they kidnapped you, they took you out of your bed, they took you through the window. They started performing painful experiments on you. That's not very nice. Uh, no, from my perspective, that was not very nice. And I'm sure most abductees would agree that that's not nice. However, yeah, it uh, sounds like a level of technology that's even behind ours. It's part of that. Uh, doesn't make sense to me. Um, taking scoop marks and stuff. All you need to do is get a slight you know, cheek swab to get some DNA evidence or some sort of genetic material or it, just the level of technology. It, it seems medieval uh, <laughs> and, and even behind ours. Well, like I said, there's a lot we don't understand as to why they're doing things and how they're doing things. Uh, I, I sure couldn't explain it to you, but they are interacting. Uh, you know, as I point out in my book, um, I think the statistics from uh, uh, Dr. Gene, uh, Dr. John Mack and uh, Bud Hopkins state that uh, there were, there have probably been millions of people that have been taken in this way. And so they are definitely interacting with humans in a very personal, close way. Well, obviously not a very pleasant way, but do you really believe that number? I know it's been bandied about. Over the years, you believe that many people around the world, or is it possible at all? And we can get into this more as we get more philosophical on the show that what you are remembering is not quite the way the experience really was, but you're remembering it in a way that is either intentional or part of the case, part of what's being done. We've got more to talk about with Robert Salas. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. Gene. 
CN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of 
filters can last for five to ten years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So we're giving a give you something wacky here, Robert Salas, to think about, okay? The book, by mm-hmm. the way, is Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. And that is, you remember a very literal experience with E.T. You're taken aboard the craft. You're subjected to sometimes painful experimentation. This is a very common abduction experience but Mm -hmm. do you ever consider that maybe what you remember what was brought out under hypnosis is not what really happened but might itself be some kind of cover story to shield the real event possible certainly it's possible that uh, what i recall happened didn't happen the way i think it happened Uh, like i said um, the uh, uh, well, the phenomenon is very complex. I know a lot of abductees uh, have trouble recalling things, um, and they don't recall for for a long, long time. Uh, it, and it takes time to retrieve these memories. And there are uh, screen memories, I guess you could call them, that have been reported. Uh, for example, people have uh, thought they saw owls or other other creatures uh which were really the extraterrestrials themselves that were you know masking what they really looked like uh so certainly that it's possible that uh other things happened but that i recall uh, something else happening uh but all i can do is go by what um you know what I, what i think happened but yeah you have a good point um it's very possible that uh, reality uh, is different from uh, what, what we think. We also have to look at motivations here. Even if ET wants to get the genetic samples, they don't need to abduct mm-hmm. millions of people. They need to abduct a few samples of each race and gender, different age groups, things like that. They don't need to abduct millions of people. That's the thing that always bothered me about the claims that that's part of it. What about Dr. Jacobs and his belief in the possibility that E.T. wants to create a hybrid race, human-alien? Well, of course, uh, that's another possibility. And again, I'll go back to what I said before. I'm I'm not going to discount these possibilities, but they're all speculative ideas. We don't have uh, good, hard evidence that uh, of what is truly going on, as you as you just pointed out. But uh, even if we don't believe the million number, uh, even if it's hundreds or thousands, there's still a lot of people that have been taken in this way. And uh, uh, certainly um, many of them report uh, things being done with uh, of um, DNA nature or sexual nature where 
in other words, uh, taking semen or ovaries and and producing hybrid children. Hybrid children have been reported by many, many abductees. So that may be indeed uh, something that's going on. Why, uh, again, is subject to speculation. All right. I still wonder about why you'd need to abduct millions of people to create a hybrid race, I would think. Again, a few dozen samples would do it, but let's just move on from there and return to disclosure, all right? We took an excursion into abductions. Let's get back to the disclosure scenario. So after all these years, how does one persuade any government to tell us what they know? Um, okay, we're... Um... But let's just talk about the agencies. There's a cabal, there's a... the mechanism of the secrecy that we've gone into quite a bit already but it's been labeled by many different people in many different ways so for example we have kehoe talked about the silence group the cabal what are they like right well um we again thinking linearly if we we have uh this experience this phenomenon and Certainly, our our government, uh, if you believe Roswell, uh, started uh, covering this up. Then there would have been a reason that, you know, if they recovered craft, especially, they would have tried to back engineer. So, yeah, I think the Cabal's Cabal probably started uh, at, at least around uh, 1947 during the Roswell incident. Uh, and so what, what are they doing? What are they doing? Well, what are they up to? They would more than likely collect as much data as they could from witnesses uh, throughout, uh, you know, the, the time period since then uh, of, of these cases. Uh, they would try to analyze uh, the technology and possibly utilize the technology. So what I've done in my book is, is tried to uh, put together a, a rudimentary structure for such a cabal and some of the activities they would be involved in. And, and, um, you do a very good job of that, by the way, I was uh, impressed at the, the logical progression of your thinking and, and it does make sense. Uh, the way you lay it out very systematically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to do. I'm, I'm still trying to struggle with uh, how, how all this works together, but certainly our intelligence agencies have the experience to do this, and they and they've you know they've done it for a long time. In fact, you know during World War II, they they held the atomic secrets pretty well until the end. But um, uh, so they they have had some experience with developing a a secretive organization like this with a a lot of people involved. How does it survive generations of military commanders? How does it survive multiple administrations of different political parties? Well, uh, again, these people were are probably hand selected uh, by the people in charge right now, and um, and maybe uh, um, people that would be involved in the future would would be hand selected. I think uh, it's a it's possible that they attempted to recruit me uh, after my incident in 1969. I, I think I cover this in there, but if not, I'll, I'll just tell this story anyway. 
1969, I was sent to, uh, to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base to finish up my um, master's degree in engineering, which was unnecessary because I could have finished it in Montana. But uh, anyway, I was ordered to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And this was about the time that the Air Force discontinued, officially discontinued their uh, investigation of UFOs. Uh, but obviously they continued to uh, study the, this question uh, in secrecy and probably headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base because that's where the Blue Book uh, office was. Well, I was approached by uh, one of my old classmates uh, not long after I got there. He said, we had a job for you. And I said, what, what do you mean? I'm here to, just to finish my degree. Uh, and then a wait reassignment. He said, well, we'll... We'll talk later. So uh, within a week or two, I get a call from the base psychiatrist's office. and uh, He wants me to uh, come and see the base psychiatrist. Uh, this is from one of his orderlies. Uh, I didn't have, had, I had no complaints uh, about any mental problems or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, I was ordered, so I went to the base psychiatrist's office. They, they gave me, uh, I asked to find out why I was there, and they wouldn't tell me. Finally, they, they told me to go see the base psychiatrist. I declined because I wanted the psychiatrist to tell me why I, was, why I was there, and then they released me at that point. As soon as I declined to go in and talk to the base psychiatrist. If I had gone in there, uh, I think um, they would have, uh, maybe gotten uh, out of me the uh, the incident that I had at Malmstrom and uh, maybe got that on my record uh, and and used that as a way of controlling me, I think, within the military. So maybe you missed out on an opportunity that would not have been oh. a very pleasant opportunity and maybe oh, you should I, feel I, happy it didn't happen. Let me do our break here and then we have a few more minutes in our right. next segment to kind of wrap things up and then take it to the point of whether we can get this cabal to Tell us what it knows. Robert Salas joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Headlines, suspensions, FCC investigations. That's man cow for you. Hear him here. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed saving instructions and ship same day. Plus, all orders over $49 ship free. MyPatriotSupply.com is American owned by patriots like you, passionate about freedom and preparedness. Call now, 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at MyPatriotSupply.com. Choose the original. Choose the Survival Seed Vault at MyPatriotSupply.com. Yeah? Did you want to see me, sir? Well, I did, but now that I do, I'm not so sure. Sir? Johnson, I got a mission for you that could change your life. Oh, good, sir. It involves traveling halfway around the world without so much as half a clue of where you're going or what you're going to do when you get there. Situation normal, sir? Uh-huh. Right, I'll be leading this mission, Johnson, so I'll be telling you what to do. You, sir? That's right, Johnson, and I say first things first. Oh, good plan, sir. And what I say is first is food. Always remember that, Johnson. Food is a big deal. Sir, my brother-in-law can give us a really good deal on some surplus MREs. Johnson, if you've got half a brain and that empty head of yours, you'll call the freeze-dry guy like I did. That food is better for you, it rehydrates faster, and it's good, Johnson. And it keeps for up to 30 years. Will we be gone that long, sir? I hope not. Now, get your supplies organized and meet me down at the pier at dawn on Sunday. We sail at sunrise. Yes, sir. This adventure is brought to you by the freeze-dry guy. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. This is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The UFO Cabal, the Silence Group, whoever they are, keeping the secret of UFOs. Robert Salas joins us. The book where he talks about this is Unidentified the UFO Phenomenon. Robert, do you think the President of the United States, when he takes office the first time, is read in on what's going on? No, I do not. Uh, I think uh, the cabal 
uh, wants to keep this from our president because, of course, our president is a political animal uh, and they come and go, right? Uh, this is the kind of secret that they would want to maintain within a small compartmentalized group of people because they want to control the secret. So, no, I don't think the president knows. In fact, uh, you're probably aware that uh, Stephen Bassett submitted a request to the office of the president uh, under a program he had and uh, asked about the UFO question and uh, reply, official reply from, actually came from the Science and Technology uh, Office of the President. Uh, Some kind of low-level functionary right. or something, a low-grade right. kind of response, yeah. which didn't give it too much seriousness. No, they, they just dismissed it out of hand. Uh, so I, I honestly don't think our president knows about it. Or uh, I think, like I said, it's, it's held within a, a small, tightly knit group. You wonder, though, if something really happened where it had to be revealed. What would they tell the president? You know, you think of the, the segment in Independence Day where the president <laughs> is being told finally they've yeah. got E.T., on ice at Area 51, and they've got the wreckage of a spacecraft. Why wasn't I told? And the only response by the Secretary of Defense is plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure they've already uh, made that those kind of comments to the president about a lot of other different subjects that they're holding secret. Um, um, you know, uh, you don't need to know the details, Mr. President, so you can deny it. You know, that, that sort of thing for probably a lot of other uh, facts that the CIA and other intelligence agencies are holding. But what happens here if the president goes rogue and says, you know what? You have no business withholding this information. I'm going to find out. I'm going to tell the public. Um, what no, do they I'm do? Sure, I'm sure they just laugh at him behind his back because uh, what can the president do, really? Uh, is he going to, uh, you know, charge into the offices of the CIA and look through their files? Uh, I don't think so. I, don't, I, I think the CIA, for example, is a lot smarter than that. The, the information is being tightly held and tightly controlled. Uh, uh, he, he, well, you know, we have already Bill Clinton uh, stating that. Right, asking Webb Hubble. I, I want to find yeah. out the answers to two things. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how far he got. Well, what right. they did is they signed up this intern named Monica Lewinsky to <laughs> divert his attention. That's a pretty interesting theory. Someone's going to write that down now. You want to discredit the president. What do you do? You take somebody who maybe has a little bit of a tendency to go outside of his marriage and you tempt him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Possibly. I don't know. I don't. But really, let's go back to this because we have maybe four or five minutes left. Robert, is there a way then that we can persuade the government to tell us what it knows? Any government. It goes back to that. And that's part of the original focus of this, that if we have governments around the world working with this cabal, or maybe it has members from agencies and different governments, mm -hmm. how are they persuaded other than external forces like a mass yeah. landing to reveal what they know? Well, I have a dream. How's that for a start? All I, right. have, a, I have a dream where I, I'm able to uh, walk into a, a senator's office or a rep representative's office and say, look, uh, here's my story. Uh, 
how about having a congressional hearing about this whole phenomenon? We've had that uh, before back in the 60s. Where did that well, go? Well, yeah, but um, I can uh, I can point to again in my book where that that was a um, uh, uh, that was a whitewash that was instituted by the Air Force. And so we, we don't want that again. We don't want to have uh, a secret or a scientific uh, study. We want public hearings on and bring witnesses uh, uh, forward publicly to discuss this. If we can get a congressional hearing, I think that would go a long way. Uh, also, there's a possibility that we could bring this up uh, in front of the United Nations. It only takes one member state of the General Assembly. Uh, to bring the uh, the subject of UFOs up as something that ought to be considered, in, and that might go somewhere. So there's possibilities still, I think. Yeah, but the UN, how many nations even take it seriously? I think uh, most polling says that uh, half, half those that are polled believe this is a serious subject. Uh, if you look at the Gallup, the latest Gallup polls on, on the UFO question, yeah, you'll find it's over 50%. That's kind of been that way for quite a while. I know yeah. it can be a third, it can be a half, it can be a little over a half. They've been taking polls on bad UFOs for a number of decades. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was actually going down, that the percentage uh, kind of hit a high towards the end of the 90s, and it's been declining ever since. You're thinking of the poll taken in concert with that oh. TV show, Chasing UFOs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I think this was an average poll I've seen on the internet uh, over some number of years, but uh, but I think uh, you know I don't know. Uh, I think the majority of people do believe that there's something to this, and so I I, I don't I think it would you know there, there there could be a movement started within the United Nations. Haven't they tried that before to do yeah. things through the UN? I think that Grenada tried it, and then we uh, we ended up turning around, invading the country, and deposing the. Uh, yeah, but it never got it never got before the UN. Uh, they were they were going to do that, but it never got there because, like you said, there was a turnover in the um, uh, Grenadian government. I think ouster would be more ouster. Okay, okay, ouster. <laughs> You want to know what? Hey, send the troops in. Right. We have some uh, college students that are uh, getting hangnails, and it's all the Grenadians' fault. Let's let's go in there. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I really think disclosure is a pipe dream. Uh, you know, I, I shudder to think that uh, the reason why this this information is being kept secret is because the the reality of it is so so terrible and awful and and uh, terrifying that uh, we're actually not being told for our own good. Um, that's one theory. Of course, it's always raised its head every few years that uh, perhaps this is all for the best that uh, we don't know that it uh, that the the truth could be too terrifying. No. I still believe the truth cannot be suppressed indefinitely. I, I do believe that. So I'm going to hang my head on that. Well, perhaps we can get together a year or two from now and maybe things will change. We'll have to see. Robert Salas, can you tell our listeners if they're interested in knowing more about the things you do, where can they check you out? 
Uh, well, of course, I'm on Facebook, but uh, I've got a website, spiralgalaxy.org. Uh, I've also got a blog on there, so if you wanted to send me a message, or you can do it that way. All right, and you can find us, by the way, at theparacast.com. That's mm-hmm. theparacast.com. And by the way, if you go there and you sign up for our weekly newsletter, the Paracast newsletter, what else could we call it? Well, I guess a few things, but that's what we call it. We'll give you a free copy of Chris O'Brien's book, Secrets of the Mysterious Valley, the ebook version. Sign up for the newsletter at theparacast.com. Within a few days, we'll send you the link to download your copy of the ebook. By the way, you can also find the Paracast on Facebook and on Twitter, where we are both known as the Paracast. Chris O'Brien's site, by the way, is OurStrangePlanet.com. That's OurStrangePlanet.com. And he and his friend David Perkins only recently put up a really compelling story about new cattle mutilation episode. Of course, Chris's book, his latest one, is Stalking the Herd. And if you order a copy from Chris's site, he will autograph it and he'll number it for you. I didn't know he could count that high. It's got to be millions now. But whatever number it is, he'll, he'll number it. That's just a very special run of the book that he sends out personally. That's how it goes. Robert Salas, author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Thank you, sir, for coming on the Paracast this week. Thank you, Gene, and thank you, Chris. Really enjoyed it. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.